Hello and welcome to Start Choosing You, the podcast designed for recovering people pleasers to put their needs first and live a life that feels exciting, authentic and totally aligned to their needs. I'm your host Meg Sloan, I'm a self-worth coach, wellbeing practitioner and a recovering people pleaser myself. Come on in. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Start Choosing You podcast. I'm so excited to be putting this out into the world. I had the idea for this podcast back in 2021 and I really wanted it to come out at the very start of 2022 to make sure that this is the year that you're going to be choosing yourself and putting your needs first. This podcast is going to be a must-have resource if you're a recovering people pleaser I'm going to be sharing um, both solo episodes and interviews covering a wide variety of topics but all of the episodes are going to help you to stop pleasing everybody else and please yourself first. So in this first episode I'm going to be breaking down what it looks like when you are a people pleaser and how this can start to affect your relationships with other people and kind of ripple out into other areas of your life because I think people pleasing can sometimes feel like it's just restricted to your relationships with other people and how they play out in your life but actually it can tell you a lot about what your relationship is like with yourself and how you are with yourself basically so we're going to be chatting all about that today and it made a lot of sense to have this as a first episode this episode will help you know whether this podcast is for you hopefully there'll be a lot of light bulb moments and yeah let's just get into it So one of the first signs that you're a people pleaser, this one may feel very obvious, but it's also easily forgotten. But the first sign is that you often put other people's needs before your own. So this can be really common, particularly because society tells us that this is how the world works. You're not meant to consider yourself. You're meant to just look out for everybody else around you. And particularly for people who identify as women, this is amplified because we're meant to be mothers, caretakers, and again, just putting everybody else's needs before our own. So it's totally normal if you do this all the time. But what you've probably found out is that it's a very resentful way to live because you then might start to blame other people for the fact that you never have time for yourself. So this can look like not giving yourself the time to consider whether you're able to meet the request, whatever that might be. So you're not considering whether you actually have the time to do it, but you also aren't considering whether you have the energy and the capacity to do it. Because a lot of us, I think, confuse our free time with our availability, whereas actually your free time as a whole is for you and you can make the decision whether you want to use that to help other people and meet up with other people but so many of us just don't consider if we have the capacity to do that we just say yes so that's what putting other people's needs before your own can look like and it can also look like just not really checking in with ourselves not thinking how am I doing today what do I need today And just kind of going through life on autopilot and continuing to help out other people and not help ourselves. So that's the first sign 
to start knowing whether you're a people pleaser or not and like I say it's probably the most common one that we would think about and the most obvious one so we'll get into the other ones right now another one is you have a fear of disappointing others or letting them down so this can feel like quite a visceral fear and if you feel like you have disappointed someone you might have experienced this where it can feel like a very big reaction within your body and it could be that if your fear is around saying no to people or not being able to be there for them and that means that you have made that association that means it's going to disappoint them or let them down it might be that when you're considering what you want to do you might have a feeling in your stomach or in your chest just a really like I say a visceral sense of I'm not able to say no because I can't disappoint people and you're not seeing that as an option so again it's really really common we haven't been taught that it's okay to say no one of my favorite kind of analogies to use is um looking at toddlers when they're very young because toddlers have no problems saying no if you're a parent you will definitely relate to this but yeah your toddler will definitely tell you when they don't want to do something and it's as we grow up and we start to take in messages from society we start to internalize the fact that no is not an option we're just meant to keep taking on everything keep going and if we burn out or we fail it's because we're just not good enough Whereas actually it's society where the problem lies because we're human, you know, we mess up. We don't have endless amounts of energy. We can obviously tap into abundance, but that's when it's things that are aligned with us and are authentic to us. So if you're filling up your plate and your calendar with things that drain you, that don't feel great to you, then it's not your fault that you're feeling burnt out. It's actually completely natural but the fear of of disappointing people, letting people down is often what can get in the way of putting your needs first. And it can feel like it would be the worst thing in the world. And it can often be linked to other fears, like a fear of rejection or a fear of abandonment. And that's why with people pleasing, the inner work is so important because we're not able to overcome those kind of behaviors where we're not saying no and we're not setting boundaries because it's tied to these fears which our ego is very attached to and our inner critic will tell us are definitely going to come true so it won't feel safe for us to do those things so that's why it's really important to show up for those fears and, and face them and then also dismantle them and remember times where they haven't been true because a lot of us are really good at remembering the times where we might have said no or we've not fulfilled a request and it went horribly wrong and the person was angry at us but the times where the person was actually fine and didn't really care they don't stick out in our memory it's really important to do that inner work and unpick where these feelings are coming from but definitely that fear of disappointing others and letting them down could be another sign that you're a people pleaser Another sign is that you're flexible, even when it doesn't suit you. So if you're somebody who always is saying, oh yeah, no worries, like that's totally fine. Even when people drop things on you at the last minute, that can definitely be a sign that you're pleasing the other person rather than being true to what you actually need and what you want to do in the situation. So if you're someone who has a lot of people in your life that 
maybe don't take into consideration your needs and what you want and are you know asking a lot from you and you're kind of bending to those requests and always taking that on again it's going to feel very like a very resentful uh, relationship and it's going to burn you out so having that flexibility even when it's not appropriate for you or it's just even something that you don't want to do it doesn't even have to be something that's like you know burning you out it's just that oh like actually I wanted to meet at such and such a time and then I want to meet later and that actually affects the fact that I was gonna get back in the house and spend some time on myself or doing something that I enjoy but you know that person needs that and it's having that sense knowing deep down that it's not what you want to do but bending to it anyways because it suits that other person that can be another sign that you're pleasing other people People pleasers as well tend to avoid conflict and try to fix situations. And I say the word fix because they're not always going towards the best outcome. And then sometimes as well, not actually listening to what the other person needs. It can sometimes be, okay, I feel like I've let someone down or that person is annoyed with me and I just need to do whatever it is to make it right so it might not even be a solution that works for either party but it's like let's get this over with as soon as possible I can't sit with this feeling of having someone not being okay with me and trying everything so it might be that the other person actually needs space but you're not able to sit with that and you're you know reaching out constantly trying to fix that situation whereas actually if you maybe took a step back and could sit with that discomfort of not being in contact with that other person or just sitting with the discomfort that you know they're not happy with you then it might be that you're actually resolving in a situation that works for the both of you because you're giving the person that space and then when you do come together you're able to be more open to their point of view but it does take work in order to be able to sit with that so if that's something that you know you really really struggle with that's likely to come from people pleasing tendencies and avoiding conflict at whatever cost so usually that would be cost yourself so even if you know that something's bothered you it's crossed a boundary or it's just upset you in some way pushing that down and thinking oh I'm not going to say anything because it could lead to an argument or some conflict that can be a sign that you're not putting yourself first because ultimately that need is still going to express itself eventually when we push down feelings thoughts anything like that they come out eventually anyways they might disappear for a little bit but they accumulate and they sit within our bodies and they can manifest themselves in other ways it might come out as physical pain or it might just come out as a general sense of feeling overwhelmed or drained or irritable it's really a great skill to learn how to sit with things it's definitely easier said than done I know that from my own personal experience but actually just sitting with that feeling of okay someone is actually annoyed with me and how does that feel and then also recognizing when you do speak up for your needs as well that can be really helpful but avoiding conflict usually results in some form of burnout for you and like I say it might result in an explosion later 
it might be that it comes out as anger when you're not able to kind of push things down anymore or it might involve it in some kind of like damage or self-sabotage to yourself because the emotions come out anyways and it might be that you experience them for a lot longer time afterwards compared to if you had dealt with it at the time and you know involved that other person and spoke up for what went on in that situation whether it was that they hurt you or what they did um you know really crossed a boundary that you had pushing them down while it feels easier in the short term in the long run it's not the most helpful strategy and it also means that your relationships aren't the most authentic because that other person might have no idea that you're feeling that way so that can be a sign that people pleasing tendencies are running the show when you're avoiding that conflict you know just ignoring the way that you feel about it or if there is any conflict trying to fix that situation in the quickest way possible so you don't have to sit with the feeling of someone being annoyed at you Another sign is that you often feel responsible for other people's emotions. This is so, so common. In a lot of sessions that I do with clients, a lot of people, when they're considering changing the way that they behave or the way that they think or just the way that they generally show up, they have worries and fears around, but what are other people going to think and how is that going to affect my relationship with my mum or my sister or my friend? And it can again come from that fear of abandonment rejection losing relationships letting people down and they often consider the the impact on the other person rather than asking themselves well what does this mean to me and how could this impact my life for the better and what you might have learned as well if you're a recovering people pleaser is that even if you put other people's needs before yourself, even if you avoid conflict at all costs, even if you're super flexible, it doesn't necessarily mean that you never have problems in your relationships. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the other person is always happy with you. Sometimes there are people in our lives that will pick fault with whatever we're doing, but either way, you're not responsible for the way that they feel or the way that they behave and show up in your relationship. That's just never the case. The only person that you can control is yourself you're responsible for your own actions and you're responsible for dealing with whatever thoughts and feelings come up for you but you can't put that responsibility of doing that for other people onto yourself it's just not possible and like I say other people will find ways to pick apart what you're doing criticize and you know potentially damage the relationship anyways so I always say you may as well let yourself be the true you and listen to yourself and communicate your needs, even if it's going to upset the other person. Because I think another concern that a lot of people have is that they're going to go the opposite way and almost become really selfish and never care about other people and no one want to spend time with them because they're always thinking of themselves but it's actually the opposite it means that you're you have a lot more mental capacity to be there for other people because you're showing up for the things that you want to show up for you're putting your energy into things that matter to you and then you're coming from a place of overflow rather than being so drained but still signing up for everything anyways 
So it's not that you're going to swing in the other direction. And it doesn't mean that you're not considering other people's feelings whatsoever. It's just not letting the illusion of being able to influence other people's emotions stop you from putting yourself first and choosing yourself. Another sign that you're struggling with people-pleasing habits is that you have a lack of boundaries. Now, I'm definitely going to do a full episode on boundaries, but just for today, we're going to chat about what a lack of boundaries might look like. Not having boundaries, it looks like a lot of the things that we've spoken about already. Saying yes to things without actually checking in with yourself, um, avoiding conflict, Um, and being flexible when it doesn't suit you doing all of these things and all of these behaviors is showing that you're not being boundaried in your relationships with the other people but also in the relationship with yourself so another sign can be that you intend to do things you intend to I don't know let's say get up at 7 a.m but you're not doing that you're getting up at 10 a.m or 11 a.m or whatever that can be a sign that you have a lack of boundaries with yourself because you're not following through on the things that you intend to do. So boundaries are something that work very well in relationships because you're communicating kind of your expectations of how you would like the other person to show up in your relationship, how you like to communicate. And it's basically just stating what you need in that relationship. But you can also do that in the relationship with yourself, which I think can often be neglected. And a big part of self-compassion which is a really key skill in putting yourself first and pleasing yourself is discipline and commitment it's not about oh I'm gonna let myself lounge around all the time and I'm gonna go for a bubble bath all the time and you know everything's gonna be flowery and rainbows and really great some of it is about that but a lot of it is also about having those boundaries with yourself because that's how you can meet your needs a lot of the time is okay I'm feeling anxious and stressed out well actually if I got up a bit earlier and got some tasks done in the morning that's going to help my myself to feel better rather than you know procrastinating watching Netflix which in other circumstances and at other times might be exactly what you need you might need to rest and you know binge out on some program that doesn't require any energy or brain effort but we can't have that all the time and it's it's about balance a lot of the time and the good thing with boundaries is that they can be flexible in terms of you can change your mind about what your boundaries are what you don't want to do is have boundaries that you know are really important to you you know would work for you but you bend them for other people so it might be that um you said that you don't want to attend certain types of gatherings for whatever reason but there's a friend who asks you to go to that type of gathering and um, maybe it's just that you don't want to go out in big groups and they're like inviting you to a party and you say oh no like I'm just not available for that kind of thing anymore or that's not what I want to spend my evening doing um or just a flat out no and they're like oh you know come on like it'll be really fun and then you you know kind of give in and and bend that boundary that's not the kind of flexibility that we're talking about because that's the one that will leave you feeling you know like you're really struggling and and not being true to yourself the flexibility that I'm speaking about is you know letting yourself change your mind when your needs change so 
if we take that example, it might be that later on in life, you're like, okay, do you know what? I actually feel a bit more comfortable. The pandemic is such a great example of this because at the minute, some people might not feel great around big groups of people um, and that might make them feel worse. Whereas beforehand, they might have loved that or, you know, in a few years time or a few months time, they might decide, oh, actually, I'm, I'm okay with that now. So that's what I mean by having flexible boundaries in terms of letting yourself change your mind so I think with boundaries sometimes we can be very very serious and feel like they have to be rigid but those are often walls and not boundaries so it's important to note that but if you you're you don't have any boundaries at the minute or you don't have very many or you you have them and you're not honoring them then that can often be a sign that you maybe look at where you're showing up for yourself and how you can meet your own needs within your relationships and just with yourself as well And the final sign that I'm going to talk about today that you're a people pleaser is that you're often feeling burnt out, frustrated, or just like you're really running on empty. There are a lot of emotions that come along with people pleasing. Resentment is definitely one of them because we often feel like other people should just know what we need. We shouldn't have to communicate it, which is a very nice story to go along with. But unfortunately, it's just not possible. People aren't mind readers, but it feels like it's so obvious t- to us. And it might be that we think it's obvious in our nonverbal communication or the way that we respond to people that we don't actually want to do the thing that we're signing up for, or we're really uncomfortable with that conversation that's actually happening. But often people are very consumed with themselves. This is something that which is both a pro and a con, but they're not taking that much notice of us. A lot of the time so we do have to spell it out for a lot of people but it can feel really frustrating if you feel like it's so obvious that you're not wanting to do the things you're saying you're doing or you're not really comfortable or you have been upset by something someone said you want them to almost just guess and and interpret that that's what's going on and that would feel a lot easier for you as well but unfortunately like I say not many people are able to do that so we have to communicate the way that we're feeling and what we need but that frustration and that resentment is usually one of the first things that people can spot and the feeling of burnt being burnt out obviously burnout can be caused by a variety of things work and and employment is a key one but if then our social calendars are also full with people pleasing then it can you know burn us out even quicker and We'll be going into this in future episodes, but people-pleasing can show up in pretty much every context in life. So people-pleasing at work can burn us out really quickly as well. So you might have a particular area where people-pleasing shows up for you a lot, and it might be really helpful to have a consider about that. But if you're feeling just like you're totally running on empty, you don't know where you're going to get the energy to you know, get through the rest of this week, never mind the rest of the month, um, then that can be a really key sign that people pleasing is getting in the way of you looking after yourself. So those are the key signs that people pleasing is stopping you from having authentic relationships and looking after yourself. I hope that you can relate to them. I relate to most of them. As I said in my trailer, I'm a recovering people pleaser as well. So everything that I'm speaking about I have personal experience in 
that is my hope for this podcast is that you start to realize that you're you're not alone in this people pleasing is very 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 common and some people have these kind of tendencies and these thoughts and are more able to deal with them but for a lot of us it's actually really difficult and as I was mentioning before the that fear of you know the, those big things like rejection and abandonment are real fears and that's why it's so important to to do the work in order to break those down and deal with the behaviors that result from them so I hope this podcast will help you in some way to start with this work we're going to be talking about a lot of these topics in a lot more depth like I say I have an episode on boundaries coming up this season but if there's any topic which you want me to delve into then please just let me know I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation, then you can find me on Instagram. My username is at Meg underscore Sloan underscore. Sloan is spelled S-L-O-A-N. I will put it in the show notes for you so you can come and find me. I would love to know what your key takeaways are from today's episode. And I will catch up with you next week for our next episode.